learning that Chav Gimel on the base, beginning from the mission at the top of the page. Harichayim shel pilpulim tmeya. A pepper mill, a pepper, a pepper grinder is tamay, meaning it's makabel tama. Mishim shleish kalim, because it consists of three kalim, and on account of those three different parts, those three different kalim, it's makabel tama. Rashi says the nafkamini is if one of them breaks, it'll still be makabel tama. The other two parts. So basically, there's three different parts. Mishum klikibol. One part is a klikibol. It's a receptacle. The din is something made out of wood. A kliates is makabel tama when it has a klikibol, a base kibol. It's a receptacle. So here, part of the uh, mill is a receptacle. It's a klikibol. Umishum klimateches. And part of it is just metal. The halach is it a metal kli, even if it's not a receptacle. Just a useful metal piece is a, is a kli. So here, part of it is just a metal kli. Umishum kli kavara. And part of it is a kli kavara. Kavara is like a sifter. Um, in other words, when the pepper is ground up. So it goes through this uh, this uh, sifter, as it were, and that's how, uh, and on account of that, part of the kli, it's makabotama. So the Gemara explains, Tana, the Brisa, it explains the Mishnah, Tachton, the bottom, the bottom of this pepper mill is mishum kli kibul. That's ketameh, makabotama, because it's a receptacle. In other words, when you grind the pepper, so the ground pepper comes through, and it's it's received in the bottom, that's the kli kibul. And then in the middle, Mishum kli kavar. That's like a kli kavar, like a sifter. So Rashi explains that when you grind the pepper at the top, it passes through these fine holes into the bottom. And that's like a sifter. What's the tum of a sifter? So Rashi says uh, a piece of wood with little tiny holes in it, where it passes through, is kind of like uh, uh, a baguette. In other words, a baguette that's made of different strands, crossing and crossing, so it naturally has tiny little holes. So he says that the Rabbanan treated this like that. They treated it like a baguette, and therefore it's makabal tumma even though it's not a kli kibul. Taisus doesn't like that. He says we don't find that a kli etzim is makabal He says that we don't find that a kli etzim is makabal sorry, like a, like a baguette. Therefore, what does he learn? He learns that this, uh, this kli kavara, it's also a kli kibul of sorts. Because when you sift things, so the parts that aren't big enough to go through, they're meant to stay on the top. And only the parts that are fine pass through. So it's mekabal. It, it holds it holds up the parts that aren't big enough to go through. So it's mekabal that. That's considered a klikibal, a receptacle, and mekabal tumma for that reason as well, even though it's wood. And elyon and the upper piece, which is the metal part that you crush with the pestle, that's tamimishum klimatachas. That's a regular metal kli. And even though it's not mekabal, it's... Uh, it could be it could become tamay. Okay, so the rechaim consists of three parts, and each part is mekabel tuma in its own uh, in its own way. Says the Mishnah Vayter, agala shel katan, an agala of a katan. What's an agala of a katan? Literally, it means a wagon of a, of a child of a baby. So Rashi seems to learn it's something like a, a stroller, a baby seat, and it's tamei medras. Now, what does it mean? It's tamei medras. Medras is an interesting kind of tuma. It's Tame, when a person is doris on it. Doris means he, he steps on it, he tramples on it. When a person is on top of something, so he's metame it. Certain kinds of tumma are metame with medras. So there's a halacha that only things that are meant to be nidras, are meant to be stepped upon or sat upon or, or laid upon, can be makabal tumma this way. If it's not meant for that, it's not makabal tumma that way. It might be makabal tumma because you're touching it. But to be makabal tumma because your dough is on it, because you're stepping on it, lying on it, or resting on it, that tumma 
it will only be Makabel if it's meant for that purpose. So it seems from Ashi that the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that this Agala Shalkatan might have been used for other things. And it's not meant to be used specifically for this, and it shouldn't be Makabel, this Tumas Midras. And that's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. No, in Agala Shalkatan, it's meant for that. And nobody would say, you know, please get the cotton off. We need to take it to do whatever it is we need to do with it. Amod get up so we can do the malacha that we usually do. No, that is the malacha. The malacha is that a cotton sits in it. And therefore, it's to me a madras, it's makabal to madras, because it's designated for that purpose. Taisus rejects this, and Taisus says that um, it's pashat that it's uh, it's made for cotton to sit in. That would be pashat that it's time to make madras. What the of the Mishnah? He learns it is more like a walker, something that has three wheels and a cotton holds onto it and walks around. And he's not actually sitting on it, but he's somewhat supported by it. And the chiddush of the Mishnah is that since he's supporting himself, they shouldn't fall. That's called that's equivalent to being doris on it, and it's kind of like he's sitting on it and he's lying on it. And it's makabel to midras. So whatever it is, this agalash of cotton is tummy midras. Then he tells Bishabas, and it's considered a kli, so that you can carry it on Shabbos. It's not mukta. But you cannot drag it on Shabbos. Only on top of Kalim. Meaning to say, you couldn't drag it, push this agala on uh, on grass, on soil. Why not? Because when you push it on the soil, you're going to make a charit, you're going to make a furrow in the ground, and that'll be a shaila of chorish, of plowing, or inside it could be a shaila of bonet. So it's also to do that. Rehuda says, call a kalim, all kalim. Now, it's all furniture, chairs and benches and beds. You cannot drag, like the Tanakhama says, except for this agala. This agala is an exception. Why is an agala an exception? Why are you allowed to drag an agala? Because it presses. Rashi explains an agala, unlike everything else, has wheels. You're pushing the wheels. The wheels are different. When you're dragging a chair, you're dragging a bench, you're dragging a bed, so you're actually digging a furrow in the ground. But when you pulls, when you push this uh, the stroller, this agala, whatever it is, the wheels are simply turning, and it's not uh, it's not digging. It's just sort of pressing down on the ground, and it's it gets lower. But you're not actually digging. You're not actually moving any dirt anywhere. You're maybe pressing the dirt further into the ground. But pressing dirt into the ground, that's not chofer. That's not chorish. That's not binyan. But you, in other words, when you remove it, when you dig it up, and you uproot something, that would be the mulacha. Here you're just pressing it down. That would be fine. So according to Yehuda. Everything else is also, but the agal on wheels, that's okay. It says the Gemara, agal shall cut into miyamidus, this agal of the cut in this tame, if the baby is, is a zav, let's say that's one of the things that are metami, midras, if he's a zav, so he's going to make this thing to miyamidus. Because he rests on it, like we explained, he rests on it, it's, and it's meant for that. When you tell us, Mishabbos, and you can carry it on Shabbos, Mishum Dikotaris Kliela, because it has the Taras Kli, it's considered a Kli, and it's not Muksa. Things that are considered Kalim on Shabbos, you can move around. Things that are not considered Kalim, like money, like uh, rocks, things that are not considered kalim, are muks on Shabbos. This is a kli, it has a teres kli. Vein and igueris, and now let it drag it, el al-gabi kalim, only on top of kalim. So the Gemara is medayik, al-gabi kalim, right? I can drag it on top of kalim. On top of kalim, yes, I could drag it. Al-gabi karka, but on top of karka, well, I can't drag it. Now, my time, but what's the reason why I can't drag it on karka? We explained. The reason is the kavid charit, you're making the charits, you're, you're digging a, 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 a a, uh, what's the word? A charitz. Uh, you're digging a little bit into the ground, and, uh, and that's gonna be the malacha of, of charitz. So, like a channel in the ground. <laughs> the word escapes me. You're digging a, you know, you're right, you're making a little, uh, channel in the ground in the soil. So that's a malacha. And even though it's not your kavana, 
But we said that when you do something, Shlobu Kavana, according to Behuda Darshim Miskaven, if you're doing something and a malacha might happen, so it's Asr. So Mani, so who's the Lachar, the Tan of the Mishnah, that says that if you're doing something, like dragging a bench or pushing the Sagala and it's going to make a, a hole, a Kharit in the ground, it's Asr? Behuda, that's Behuda, Dhamma Darshim Miskaven, Asr, something you're not Machaven for is Asr. If you're not Machaven for it, but if it might happen, it's Asr. Because according to Bishimon, Ha'amar, he holds, Darshim Miskaven Mutter. They can have Kavana, even if it might happen, it's Mutter, but it's not. Bishimon Aimer, Gor Adam, to say the Tanya. Bishimon says, Gor Adam, Mita, Kisei Vesaf. So you could drag on Shabbos a bed or a chair or a bench, even though it might dig a charitz in the ground. The Bubachli is Kavin last with charitz. As long as his intention is not to make a charitz, his intention is to transport the the furniture, charitz uh, might happen, it's a Darshim Miskaven and it's Mutter. So the Tanakam of the Mishnah that says that you're not allowed to drag it on the, that you can only drag it on Kalim, but not on Karka, that's a Yehuda. Ain't a safer, but let's go on and read the safer of the Mishnah. The safer says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, ain't a calling guard, Mishabbat, Chutmin Agala. Meaning you can't drag anything on Shabbos, but, except for Chutmin Agala, except for an Agala. An Agala you could drag. If Neshi Kaybashis, because it doesn't actually dig, it just presses down. And that's okay. If Neshi Kaybashis, so the Gemara's Midaik, Yehuda is saying, it's okay because it's koveshes in avochar it's low, but not a uh, it doesn't make a charitz. So we were medayik that according to the Tanakam it's asr, and we said that's got to be Rabbi Yehuda. But then Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah says it's not a problem because it's not making a charitz; it's only being kovesh, it's only pressing down. So how do you read the Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda said it's asr, and then Rabbi Yehuda says it's mutter. The Gemara says no. Trade tanoi, holy Rabbi Yehuda. There's two tanoi according to Rabbi Yehuda, meaning Rabbi Yehuda holds the davar shemiskavin is asr certainly. That's a bidushita. But whether a agala pushing, uh, you know, the wheels across the soil is going to make a charitz, or it's simply going to press down the dirt, what that's going to do, that's a machlokas tanayim, a libid of Yehuda, what that's considered. So the Tanakhama holds that even pushing an agala is considered like a charitz, and that's asr. And uh, the, the, the next tana says that according to Yehuda, that's not considered making a charitz, that's considered being kovesh, and maybe that's matter. Adrin, Allah, Yamtev, Finish Perak Yamtiv and let's begin the new Mishnah. Ain Sadin Dagim Mina Bibarim Biyamtiv, you're not allowed to catch, to catch, you know, fish, fish out of a beaver. A beaver is kind of like a fish pond. Biyamtiv. So on Yamtiv, you might have fish in a fish pond. You're not allowed to Sadin. There's a malacha called Seda. Fish inside this pond are not considered caught already. When you fish them out, when you catch them, you're doing the malacha of Seda. And it's Asr to be Sad on Yamtiv. Rashi explains why is it Asr to be Sad. I can bake, I can shecht. I can cook. So why, why should it be Asr to be Tzad? So Rashi says, things that you couldn't have done beforehand, you could do. Things that it's better to do, on Yom Tov you can do. But there's no reason why you couldn't have caught it before Yom Tov. And Mamela, it's Asr. That's what Rashi explains. So you're not allowed to catch fish in the fish pond. And you can't feed them. Rashi says, why can't you feed them? It's not a Allah, you can't feed them because... They'll fend for themselves. They don't need you to feed them. It's only mutter to feed an animal if he really relies on you. If he doesn't rely on you like these fish, they'll find food. You can't feed them. But you could catch, you could hunt chayos uh, and ofos from bivarim, from their little cages. You have uh, a chaya, an animal or, uh, or kind of a bird inside of some kind of an enclosure. So they're considered caught. You could catch them. In other words, that's not considered seida. Catching fish from a fish pond is so loose, they're so free, that's considered seida. But catching a chaya and an oaf from inside their enclosure, that's not considered tzedah, so you could catch them, you could feed them because they need you to feed them. If you don't feed them, they might not have any food, and that's mutter and yata.
not everything is the same. Low color not all enclosures are the same. You can't just say a blanket statement that you can catch a chai and a note from an enclosure. It depends how big it is. This is the claw. The claw is that if the animal is lacking say the meaning to say if you have to do say that you have to actually do something called hunting. If you have to chase after it's not so simple. We'll see in the Gemara exactly how to define that. But if basically even though it's in this enclosure, it's not caught, you have to actually go ahead and catch it. It's mechusr tzayda, it's still lacking being caught, then it's asr. But if it's not mechusr tzayda, pretty much it's there for the taking, it's in a smaller enclosure, then it's going to be mutter.